Welcome to a holiday buckaroo holiday, buckaroos. That guiding star has led you here to Schoolyard Gents, a humble stable in O little town of Bayshore, offering refuge and solace to those for whom there is no room at the inn crowd. I'm your host, Mike Murphy, wondering if I should put plexiderm on my problem areas. But never mind that, it's the last of our presentations for 2019, and what a year it's been. 12 months of things that happened. We lost a lot of celebrities this year. I'd like to do a montage in tribute to them. But alas, there is no time for that. I told you in a previous episode that I might do off-schedule specials, including a Christmas special. I did prepare one. And it was a very particular kind of a thing I was trying to do, and I realized that uh, the audience for that kind of a thing was probably me. Um, (laughs) So I uh, decided to shit-can that idea. And I'm incorporating a little of it into this one, but this is not a Christmas show. Relax. It's okay. People tend to get so fed up with Christmas and the usual stuff that you hear. Wouldn't want to do something that seemed ironic or satirical because it's not how I feel about Christmas. I take it really seriously. It's an important holiday for me. The feelings it evokes are complicated. They're not all good, they're not all bad, but they are real and they run deep in me. If the mood strikes, I'll take the time during this show to discuss a little of that stuff. For now, I'm going to start with a Christmas song by the great June Christie from her 1961 album, This Time of Year. A bittersweet song. And I got to tell you that the first line of the song says plenty to me about how I feel about the holiday, about life in general. Pop 
Popcorn and silver on top of star So bright that a stranger can see it from afar Wrap a merry gift at Christmas time Curl the ribbon stick on fancy labels I am far from home Things I have lost and things I am learning Make the world seem strange Wanders must have something to trust Never let Christmas change Ring a merry bell at Christmas time Hang the holly, decorate the table Light The highest, brightest star—it may guide me home.
Something like that. Um, not my most painstaking effort, perhaps, but uh, that's all right. Talking heads, you know, I never cared for the talking heads. I don't want to make too much of that. Just never. I tried. You know, I I had bought their first couple of singles, and um, I bought a bunch of their albums and listened and tried. And then one night, I just I just decided, all right, they, they, just, they, they got to go. They got to go. I took all the records. I gave them to somebody who was at the house that night. I said, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Out! But before that was Alec Wilder. Seldom the Sun. Alec Wilder I do like a whole lot. Those That was one of his octets. There's a series of pieces that you might uh, compare to Raymond Scott's pieces. Short, very melodic. Jazzy, but not jazz pieces. These were composed uh, and recorded late 30s, early 40s. Most of them had these crazy titles like Her Old Man Was Suspicious or It's Silk, Feel It. And uh, Alec Wilder got around. He did so much great work over the soundtrack material, children's music. Um, He wrote a great book on American popular song, and he wrote a lot of great popular songs. Just a uh, very, very talented and unique artist. As was June Christie, who started that out with Ring a Merry Bell. That song to me is from a world that I consider to be my native land in a way. They say that you are born into a time, but that you vicariously experience the time of the generation that preceded you because of the stories you hear from your parents, the culture that they expose you to, the the world that they knew becomes part of yours. And for me, that's very true. My memories of Christmas early on uh, are, are of, of a Christmas that now I associate with the 40s and 50s, even though I wasn't alive then. I have a real sense of that. New York still felt like that when I was very small. The same New York that you see in, say, Miracle on, what was it, 52nd Street? What? Nah, that was that was a Billy Joel album, right? I don't know. But I was lucky in a way because there was still that New York of automats and um, Hubert's Museum and Flea Circus, subway trains with woven seats. It's, it's very real to me, that era. Wooden escalators. Oh, yeah. Guys walking around with hats on. I could wax very tedious about my mom taking me to downtown Brooklyn Christmas shopping, visiting Santa at ANS, um, all those things that uh, are vivid to me but would probably be a bore to describe. But from that same world emerged West Side Story. I don't know whether it's because of my age and uh, my experience at the time or um, whether my more objective instincts hold, but 
One time I did a radio show with David Garland, and we were talking about West Side Story, and I described it as the greatest thing ever wrought by the hand of man. I, I stick to that. I, I don't know of anything that's better than West Side Story, especially Leonard Bernstein's music for it. It's just uh, the peak for me, the absolute peak. So naturally I have a fascination with all the music that didn't make the cut. Some of the stuff, the music was perhaps too operatic to suit these characters. Some of it were blind alleys in the plot, maybe a, the development of a character that uh, wound up seeming superfluous later on. Anyway, I've always tried to find out more about this stuff. I know that some of the music made its way into other projects that Leonard Bernstein did, like Mass and the, the Chichester Psalms. And some stuff made its way from other projects into West Side Story. I believe there's some stuff had been intended for Candide that wound up in West Side Story. But it's real hard to get a hold of the actual cut material to listen to. I'm going to be playing some stuff in the course of the show today that was recorded in 2007 at a Library of Congress Salute to West Side Story. These are some performances of very seldom heard cut pieces from West Side Story with simple piano accompaniment. The orchestrations have to be left to uh, one's imagination, but they're pretty fascinating. For example, here's one called This Turf is Ours, the predecessor to the Jets song, using some of the same material. Check it out. This turf is ours Through a big white line With a keep outside And they cross it This turf is ours Gotta hold our ground Or we'll turn around And we've lost it We're staking a claim The boundaries are set out The foreigners came Well now they're gonna get out All the gifts that you wish to get Or have you still some shopping left undone as yet Here is something that you mustn't forget There's only four shopping days left to Christmas Eyes that are fixed in a glaze of bleeding stare. 
Cause I
whole mess of stuff there, so I think I'll go through it kind of quickly. I mean, why waste time? You know. That was uh, Don Shirley from his album Morpheus in the Underworld, set of improvisations based on the myth. Don Shirley, of course, was the composer and pianist who uh, was the subject of a recent film, I think, The Green Book, became fairly controversial. Why? I don't know. People like controversy. I wouldn't know, I haven't seen the movie, but I do like the music of Don Shirley. Before that, um, Michel Polnareff, um, Kaline, a song I love. When I started to meet a lot of people from France, I spoke of my enthusiasm for Michel Polnareff, and they looked at me as if, I don't know, some Frenchman had come over here and told me how much he idolized the great genius Billy Joel. Never know. It's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Um, before that, we had Lenny Bro. Lenny was primarily an instrumental player based out of Canada. He referred to that song as an instrumental with lyrics. Speaking of killer guitarists, Tony McPhee with his Groundhogs. That's from their album, Who Will Save the World, which had a great Neil Adams cover. Neil Adams, who I loved, especially for his Green Arrow art of the Silver Age, but he did so much more Dead Man, Batman, a lot of truly memorable comic book art, but the Groundhogs, uh, there was nobody quite like the Groundhogs, which might be the unifying characteristic of that set, all those artists uh, were truly individuals, not what you call types, thank God, not belonging to movements, thank God, Don Shirley, Michel Polnareff, Lenny Bro, Tony McPhee, we like them winners. Hi, this is Barry White. Please join me on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the first, for the first fucking thing. Holy shit! Oh shit! Holy fucking shit! Ma! Ma, come outside, there's a fucking moose! Or a buffalo or some shit, they're fighting! Holy shit! Where the fuck are you going? Ma! Fuck shit! Holy fuck shit! This is some fucking National Geographic shit! Ma, call a fucking cop to the ASPCA! There's animals fighting in the front lawn! Ma! Make a mess of them, pay the Puerto Ricans back, make a mess of them. If you let us take a crack, there'll be less of them, there'll be less of them. Mix! We can cut them up, if you only say the word, we can cut them up. Go ahead and say the word, and we'll shut them up, we can shut them up. Space! Every one of them's chicken, chicken. Think some! Give the suckers a lick and chip them. Strap little bums on chicken, chicken. Every drop in a piece and son of a chicken, chicken. Here's a kiss for the race. Safety valves are blowing. Give them the gun. 
gun, give them the gun, give them the gun. We'll make them run, we'll make them run, we'll make them run. Sticks, every one of them's chicken, chicken. Take some, give the suckers a lick and give us run, little bumps and chicken for chicks. Every drunk little greasy son of a Puerto Rican chick. It's a kiss full of bricks. Hi, this is Barry White. Fuck this shit, man. I'm gonna lay cut this shit off.
Christmas or Holy Evening, depending on who you believe. That was a longtime cult favorite for Beach Boys fanatics. It was unreleased for a long time. Dennis Wilson created that one. Preceded by a song called On the Beach Boys Bus by Bill Wells and Mahar Shalal Hash Baz. I don't know whether I did justice to that, but there you go. Uh, the album uh, Gok from 2009. And before that, the, the sublime Joe Stafford, with one of her versions of I Wonder As I Wander, Man Oh Man. Now that song is considered to be a folk song, and it kind of is. It was composed by John Jacob Niles, but he heard a little snippet of it from a child singer when he was out doing field recordings. And um, it was just one little chunk, he claimed, that was so resonant for him, so beautiful that he purloined it, I guess, and spun the rest of that song out of it, trying to keep that Appalachian mood that this kid had conveyed in the original fragment. And Joe Stafford did a few versions of that. There's a beautifully orchestrated version on her American Folk Songs album that I just love. But this one here is from a Christmas album that she did, and it's got that plain folky kind of thing. Unusual for her, but beautiful, as is everything she ever did. And, of course, another of the West Side Story outtakes, Mix, obviously preceding the rumble originally. Interesting for his use of, of racial epithets and curse words. Yes. Do it over, fucker. Hi, this is Barry White, and Paul Quinn College cordially invites you to a beautiful weekend in Waco, Texas, on Friday. This asshole fuck these words up, man. I mean, he's got words that he don't even need. Hey, did you know uh, I used to be a songwriter? And, uh, you know, it wasn't a very good one, but I, I, was, at, I was at it for a long time. And um, every once in a while I indulge in a little bit of writing, sometimes a, a couplet, sometimes a quadruplicate, sometimes a little piece like this. Uh, I just thought I'd throw it your way. It's a kind of a little Christmas gift, a lanyap, something for your stocking. I like to call this one... The things we had for breakfast. I got something to say. Yeah. Eggs and bacon, toast and sausage, croissant et foie gras. Yeah. Belgian waffle, grits and hash browns, and Count Chocula. We'll eat again tomorrow morning, <laughs> if the saints allow. But the things we had for breakfast are all behind us now. Move. Or a buffalo or some shit this way. Where the fuck are you going? 
So that boy of mine, recorded by the Sparkells, that was also done by a, an English girl group. I don't remember the name, but I know they were produced by Tony Hatch, who did all of Petula Clark's records and a lot of other stuff, a lot of easy listening stuff, TV themes, produced some of David Bowie's early stuff. Um, it was really slick, his version. It was okay. But the Sparkles, these girls had that guileless, earnest, staccato approach. You know, almost like the, the lollipop guild. To me, it's charming. I don't know. 
And before that, one of my favorite doo-wop pieces, The Girl Next Door by The Citations. That one's really got it. I love that one. Uh, probably second only to My True Story by The Jive Five. I love that piece. And then we started, of course, with uh, that specially composed piece. I hope you enjoyed the things we had for breakfast. I'd like to thank Joe Elliott and Mariah Carey and whoever the hell else I used in that one for helping me out. Here's another one of these West Side Story pieces. And it features the character Anybody's, who in the final show is kind of a cipher. She's the tomboy character that uh, who's never really given much to do. Of course, originally she had been given something to do, and here it is. From what I understand, this number was deemed too musical theater-ish. Uh, it was kind of too light, and uh, they wanted to restrict that type of material to one or two numbers. I guess I Feel Pretty and Officer Krupke became the um, comic relief type of numbers, and this one got tossed. Little bit, the, the little bit of dialogue that you hear at the beginning actually was used in the show. It's kind of weird to contemplate these phantom sections. So here it is. I ain't never gonna get married. Too much noise. You ain't never gonna get married too ugly. Pow, pow! Knock off, get lost, go near the show. Move, hit the road, little lady, that's all. That's all I ever hear, and I believe it too. Funny boys, I'm with you. Ever even looks around 
and hear the sound. Hell and damn it, I ain't like the other kids, yappy and snoopy and poopy. Like other kids, I've been to night court and I've been rolled. I ever hear, so tell me how to grow. Buddy boys, you don't know. Shrimps ain't good for anything. Watching parades or the movies or anything. <laughs> I should get refunds for all of the scenes that I miss. What only a pygmy can dig me for you know what no broad respects you who has to bend down for a kiss <laughs> I seem rude I don't get up for any chick in town I ain't rude I'm just taller sitting down Repulsive shrimps ain't good for anything. Watching parades or the movies or anything. No good for nothing but crawling and stalling around. Stalling Christmas carols with everyone I love for a show When I catch her under the mistletoe Oh, can you see What a merry Christmas This will be vacation time She's coming home to me She went away to school last September Now I'm so glad She has to go away I'm walking in the snow Wishing she wouldn't have to go Oh, can you see What a merry Christmas This will be It's vacation time She's coming
Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn College in court cordially, shit, it cordially invites your ass to come on down. Orpheus was a band I really enjoy. They had a lot of great tracks in a sort of a sophisticated sunshine pop vein or, um, I don't know, hip square kind of thing. But they fell victim to an ill-advised promotion campaign that grouped them with other Boston acts in what they contrived as a Boston sound, trying to replicate the buzz of San Francisco bands and all that, which seems kind of silly to me, but uh, that's the record business for you. That's promo. And as silly as that was, the reaction was just as silly. Those bands were ostracized as if they were part of some kind of uh, capitalist cabal. And things like that happen every once in a while. There's this strange public reaction. Remember the the Nuke the Knack movement? Of course, the burning of disco records. Which is, by the way, mischaracterized these days. I think that um, it's been made into a racial thing. And I don't recall anything like that at all. It was uh, a reaction to the perceived synthetic nature of disco, the corporate nature of disco, the boom, 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 grafted onto every record that came out. I mean, it was no less stupid for that, believe me. Um, But uh, I never saw it as a racial thing. It happens, people get touchy, and they do stupid things. Bard College burned a Stephen Foster song, the sheet music, after some Yale Glee Club members objected to these ancient lyrics. Anyway, the song I played, Can't Find the Time, was a big hit for Orpheus. It was their big moment. The record was heavily orchestrated. That version that I played strips away the orchestra. I thought it was kind of interesting, even though I do prefer the orchestral version, which is more common. And then we had, before that, from the Pacific Northwest in 1965, The Wailers from a Christmas album with several other garage-type groups. She's coming home, kind of raw. There's something about it. And now here's Country Gazette. If all my nights were 
friend. Kill your brother. I know. Get the boy and find another. I know. One of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. A boy like that will give you sorrow. Oh, no. You'll meet another boy tomorrow. Oh, no. One of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. A boy who kills cannot love. A boy who kills has no heart. And he's the boy who gets your love and gets your heart. Very smart, Maria, very smart. A boy like that will bring you weeping. And in his heart there's danger sleeping. He'll murder your love. He murdered mine. Just wait and see. Just wait, Maria. Just wait and see.
got a gun, a gun, Maria. They're out to get him, they're out to kill him. This is a time not for love, a time for hate, not for love. May God forgive a boy like that and let him live.
Hi, this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College. Crawford Seeger was responsible for some pretty amazing concert music, but she also, being a Seeger, uh, was interested in American folk music. Just like John Jacob Niles, who I mentioned earlier, she collected a lot of folk songs, among which were a lot of Christmas songs, sung here by her daughters, recorded, I think, in 1957 and released on a record by Scholastic Records. You remember Scholastic books? They made records, too. And they sounded like that, which is how they should sound, you know what I mean? I know you know. I don't have to tell you. Before that, we heard I Fell by the Handsome Family, which is the one song of theirs that I like. You know, it has this lugubrious, heavy feel and lyrics that almost seem satirical to me. They just, I don't know, they're almost ridiculous, but it creates a mood that really pays off with that stately chorus. But uh, I don't know, I, I never really took to anything else they did. I don't know why. I think it's that kind of beard music, you know. This, a lot of this, uh, what people call Americana these days, it's these guys with beards. And um, I don't know against beards, you know. You want to do that? All right, look, it's your life. I get, uh, let's see. Been way back there before, another excerpt from uh, the West Side Story outtakes. We had Country Gazette with Roses for a Sunday Morning, a song I first heard on a really great, influential to me, um, Antilles record label, Sampler Album. Sampler Albums were the thing, man, back in the 70s. What, what a wonderful thing they were. Discovered a lot of great things, including that beautiful live performance by Country Gazette. That same album also included tracks by Tim Harden, Nick Drake, White Noise, Grimm's, June Tabor, Albion Country Band. It was killer, killer stuff. And with that, I think it's time to kick this one in the head. I think I've done enough here, and uh, I want to get this thing up and posted and enjoy my holidays. So I'm not sure when the next one will be. I give my love to all of you and my thanks for listening to these shows. Your comments make a lonesome endeavor far less so. So from all of us here at the Schoolyard Gents and Buckaroo Holiday, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, thank you. 
have you purchased all the gifts that you wish to get? Or have you still some shopping left undone as yet? Here is something that you mustn't forget. Fucking shit!